This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. So, um, got some weather. Oh, good. That's all I got to say. Got some weather. You know. Today's show. Oh, it's Friday. That's why I forgot. It's Friday. The weather has to suck on Fridays in the spring, doesn't it? Mm. Just part of the agreement? It's part of the deal we made with the devil. Showery and chilly. Showers taper toward evening with a high of 51. Tonight, cloudy and breezy, low of, a low of 38, and it's almost May. Mostly cloudy with scattered showers, a high of 51 again tomorrow. Sunday, very windy and chilly with scattered showers, a high of only 49 on Sunday. On Monday, blustery with a high of 53. And then finally, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 58, 68, 66, and sunny all three days. So it cannot be nice on the weekends. It has to be nice on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, that's when all the fun stuff happens, obviously, is on yes. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's when you want the nice weather. Indeed. That's Ugh. exactly when you want it because mm-hmm. you're sitting around your ass at work. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, just want to mention briefly again, I saw some stuff on Jerry Springer and Jerry's come on the, on the queue once in a while. Very nice guy. Never met him in person, but, uh, he died at, uh, 79 years old yesterday and they, they were showing some old clips and that show did get way out of line. I mean, it got way over the top. Oh my God. My, it was just what? My step grandpa. So my stepdad's dad loved that show. Like it was oh, always yeah. really funny. Oh, the yeah. people that like loved that show. Mm-hmm. Some well, it was huge for a long time. He did very, very well. But uh, they, you know, what's kind of sad is some people, I don't know if they avoid it or not, but a couple of the national channels. And of course, he was arrested for buying a whore on the street. They had to bring. Oh that yeah, up. they always bring back like all that that one bad thing that he happened back like when he was like you know thirty four years old. He's had a life of just you know giving and being yeah. a nice guy, but that one time that's what they never forget. What is like? No, it's true. The, it's true. That's like the lamest one too. Like that in in a good way. Like mm-hmm. that's like okay. Tried to have, tried to pay for sex with somebody above eighteen. Yeah. I have a question for you. Growing up in the inner city, why is it that if I wanted to go pick up a hooker, I wouldn't even know where to start to look? I wouldn't even know where Who to hell, look. Where do you go? I mean, do, yeah. do guys know that? Where yeah. they're supposed to go for the hook ski? Eh, I would. Well, I know. I got a few addresses Would you know, like, driving around, like, I would know who to talk to, like, which friends of friends I could get to it. But I don't know where if they, we can't like drive around and grab them here, can we? It's it's not Minneapolis is not like a you got to yeah. know somebody who knows no. somebody. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just never understood the whole. I just don't think that I could have that great a time if I had to pay for it. And it's not that I'm cheap, but it's like she's not really into this for me. It's the money part. Yeah, that's why I'm into it. <laughs> well, no, see, a lot of people are like that. I, I, I'm very personal about that stuff. If I'm going to, you know, play the Stupski, I got to actually care. But I think that that's what they're very talented at. Like, some of the people yeah. that, like, the dancers I know, is they're good at making you feel, like, belonged and, 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 yeah. and welcomed. And they're, really? they're very, yeah, they're not just, like, robotic. Like, okay, now we have sex. It would be, like... They're very sweet. Like, they're the opposite of me in the morning. They're well, very that. nice and So welcoming. is the rest of the world. <laughs> so what the hell's that got to do with it? So, like, now, I have I, a question. You yeah. said dancers. Yeah. So not all dancers are hookers. Though. No, God, no. Um, <clears throat> um, no, um, but, like, I just mean, they like to call, like, they put it in a bubble of sex workers. Yeah. 
Um, oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what I you even should, dancers and yeah. sex workers. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified. It's not a bad thing, like <clears throat> yeah. to be called a sex worker. See, I didn't know that because whenever I heard it, it was always about a hooker. Yeah, I think, and a lot of people in that world are trying to decriminalize uh, prostitution right. and stuff because usually it comes down pretty hard on on the the women. But anyways, like it it goes under the umbrella of sex working. But I'm glad you clarified. I wasn't trying to say that all dancers are prostitutes. No, no, I just. You know, it's one of those situations, and people may not understand this listening around the world right now, that for some reason, Minnesota kicks out a lot of hookers. There's actually Minnesota Row in New York City. It's not the official name of the street, obviously. It's right off of 42nd. Can you take a right on Minnesota Row? (laughs) Take a right, right? Where all the hookskis are from Minnesota. Yeah, you know, Barb and next Barb, and then there's Barb next to Barb. Right. (laughs) Why do you think that would be there's so many hookers that go from Minnesota to New York? I don't know. I'm it's I'm weird. proud though. Like at least we're putting something <laughs> out in the world. Got a product out there. Yes. Yeah, that's real nice. International trade. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I just I it's another one of those deals. I just don't know why I was different. I just never had any desire to have sex with a hooker. Yeah. I, look, I'm. I got to be honest with you though. You want to be a hooker? Good for you. you yeah. Want to buy hookers? Good for you too. I don't care. What the hell do I care? As long as you're not beating the pill. Unless, of course, they like to be beat up, I guess. Whoa. Well, some of them do, I guess. Whoa. That's the other part of it. <laughs> That's a very small niche yeah. you're talking about. Oh, I don't think as small as you think it is. You got to pay extra for that, though. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. That's from what oh. I understand. I understand that. Bleak. True. That's too bleak. It's 7 a.m., you guys. One thing I will tell you, honest to God, and I learned this a long time ago when I was in the record business, hookers are really good at picking out who the customer is. Because I have had literally three, four hookers come up to me over the years, and they come up to a group, and they come up to me and go, well, not you. No, that's not, not going to work. I said, why? What's the matter? They said, you're just not into it. They're really good at picking out their their catch or whatever. Have yeah. you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing. Although sometimes, I was in Vegas once, and my buddy Chris is a chief of police in northern Minnesota. Oh, no. And we were walking through the stratosphere, the casino part. <laughs> right. And these two ladies walk up, and they go, hi, you guys uh, looking for a good time tonight? And Chris goes, uh, ma'am, I'm a police officer. And she said, so? okay, well, well, answer the question. <laughs> yeah. You looking for a good time or not? Oh, that just shows you. <laughs> I love that. It just shows you her clientele. Yeah. Like, that's funny. Yeah, it's a whole different deal. I really wish people would understand that most of us stuck here in the middle, not the extremists on both sides, but most of us, I don't care as long as you don't prey on children or things like that. You do what you do, man. Yeah, I don't right? care. Yeah. I don't care at I all. I just don't give a rat's ass. Why do they think we care? No, I have no, if that's, if that was like a, a legalized way you make your, I don't really, I mean, I, yeah. mm-hmm. and if, yeah, people want to, Buy product, good for you. Like, use your money the way you want. I don't care. That's why the Jerry Springer thing, them mentioning that, it's like, yeah, God, who cares? Well, and I got I got to ask both of you guys because, uh, you know, uh, this is another statement I can make with total clarity and honesty. Have the two of you, between the two of you, you ever had a, wore a gimp hood? Ah, uh, no, <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did you see Uh-oh. the look she just gave me? Yeah, but look, did you see the look that Rudy Oh, Rudy. See, I was looking at you, so Rudy no. got a look, huh? Eh. Did you zip the mouth shut? And... I, there's a bit of a red rubber ball involved, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. 
right over the yapper. Yeah, no, I spend a little bit of time at Ground Zero. It's fine. It's okay. It's fine. I'll tell you what, though. That zipper would be nice some of the time for my husband, especially like if we're trying to watch a show. Yeah. That would be a turn on for me if we could just zip. Zip his mouth shut. That would be really nice. That's hot. That's very attractive. I don't know how that we got on this. How did I get on this subject? Jerry Springer. Oh, because of Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. That's right, exactly. So Jerry, unfortunately, died. Never met him in person. Great guy on the phone. Very, very pleasant person. Yeah. Um, What are you going to do? Just that's the deal. You are killing me because I really want to hear about Score North. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So last night, uh, you know, obviously. Judd and Phil work on the show. They have from uh, day one. Loved having them on. And I've talked, I, I've talked at length, and this, this really hit home for me last night because uh, Joe Souchere made the, the initial move. Now, yes, the, the, my family started the podcast 11 years ago, so we were way out front of everything, but I was working for the wrong company. It wouldn't support a damn thing other than putting money in you know, hedge funds' pockets. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Five, six years ago, something like that, Joe moved off of uh, 1500 KSTP onto digital. So he kind of started the ball rolling as far as a, you know, a corporation like the Hubbard's doing this thing. And Joe's done very, very well. And then along came Phil and Judd uh, kicking ass as well. So we're kind of like the third, third shot in. Um, and again, this should have been, this should have started happening 10 years ago. Literally, we, we're late to the party as far as setting up uh, like podcasting networks and all that stuff. I don't know why Minnesota is, but we are late to that party. Um, but it's, it's coming on big now, and I'll give you an example. So I told Judd and Phil that I'd come by just to you know, be there when they started their show and all the rest of it. I got over there at 5.50, it was. There was no place within about a two-block walk to park. Nowhere. You guys have been to Park Tavern. Mm-hmm. You were there yeah. for the thing we just did there. Um, nowhere to park at all. The people walking down the street by the hundreds. I don't know how many places people that place holds, but the outdoor patio, the indoor was so crowded you couldn't move in there. So tip of the cap to score north and, and Phil and Judd because that thing was a huge success. I left right as the draft started. Because I didn't want to get in the way. It wasn't. I wasn't there to be introduced or hey, Tom's with us or. I just wanted to be there to support the guys. It is packed. I looked at their <clears throat> it Instagram. Packed. It's packed at Park. Yep. That congratulations, guys. That's awesome. But it also shows what podcasting is all about. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody's going now. These and a lot of very young people were there too. I mean, old enough to drink, of course. I hope so. Yeah. Or have a good fake. <clears throat> Now, I have to run some by you guys, the one bit of, uh, of research I did for this show while being there last night, because honest to God, it was so, you had a hard time walking more than 10 feet without asking somebody uh, to get by. It was that packed. Right? And they're all wearing their little matching <clears throat> Viking outfits. Yes, they were. I didn't have a matching Viking outfit, thank Aww. God. Thank God I didn't they're, have that. In their la- in their Instagram, uh, Rudy, you'll like this, on their like last video, you can see there's a guy front and center. Of course, wearing a Packers. Packers yep. Yeah, yep. All Vikings. He was there all night. Yep. Yeah. I think there were two of them, actually, two Packer guys. Okay. Like, and nobody gave a rat's ass. Oh, yeah, no, it's but it's just funny to be it like. It is. No, I agree. Somebody yeah. does a blog. Yeah, there's kind of an unwritten code about wearing jerseys of other teams to yeah. different places. Yeah, I, and I'm a big fan. I, see, I like when you go into a, like a, an opposing team's house, and you have, like if the Vikings are playing the Bears, but you show up in a Packers jersey, 
totally okay with that. Yeah. 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 But if you go to a, if you're a Vikings fan and you go to a Vikings game in a Vikings jersey of a player who plays in the NFL but not for the Vikings anymore, yeah. take it off. Really? You have to wait until that person's retired to wear that jersey again. Really? really? Jerseys are 50, 60 bucks. You they can't are. you can't yeah. go and buy a jersey that is the player a player that is currently on the Vikings roster like when Randy Moss was playing for the Patriots. I saw a ton of oh, yeah. Moss yeah. jerseys and I'm like put them away until he retires and then pull them out. Okay, but that rule mm-hmm. is null and void when they go uh to the UK and they play because it's really funny when they scan the whole, um, you know, stadium. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people just show up for their only NFL game they can yeah. watch. And so you see every jersey <laughs> ever there. Oh, yeah. It'd be like oh, if yeah. we were, like, invited to a soccer game and I, like, pulled, oh, this I think this was, like, a soccer, you know, jersey sure. I once wore. Um, but it's just so funny. It's like a rainbow of colors. No mm. commitment to any team. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It'll happen, you know. So the one thing I wanted to run by you guys about being at uh, the Park Tavern. Park Tavern, by the way, did a great job. The, I did not uh, have a chance to. I was going to eat, but I didn't have a chance to because there was nowhere to sit. Yeah. And there was nowhere to even stand and eat. So. That place was a crazy. Okay. It was insane. So you so, said you did some research. Well, yeah. Well, I suppose it's kind of research. But as I was walking through, I met several of our listeners, like 10 of them or eight, ten, nine, ten of them, something wow, like that. Wow. And right? they recognized you? That's the weird thing. Is yes, because nobody. When I, the great thing, even with the billboards, people started to recognize me, unless I wore a hat. If okay. I wear a hat, nobody recognizes me, right? But for some reason, these people did. I well, because we had talked. I think on yeah, the show you mentioned you're going to be there, so they had being there. Little one eye peeled for the Bernard. Um, of the ten people I met that came up and recognized me and came over to say hello. And one of them kissed me on the lips, by the way, which was really interesting. Wow, <laughs> it's like, boundaries. I was like, whoa, whoa. Jeez. So, but I have no sores have broken out or anything, have they? They're Not yet. Not wide, yet. It, wide we'll open. wait a couple days. Yeah. We're good to go that'd so be a far. Quick, that'd be a quick drive-by. But this is the interesting part. And I don't think it's weird, but I think it's interesting that eight of the ten people who recognized me and came to say hello were women. Is that Wowzers. an odd to you? I mean, it's at a Viking party. Women love the Vikings, all the mm-hmm. rest of it. But I think that's pretty fascinating. Do you think partially is that nobody else would hire Brittany and we did, and therefore they forgive us? <laughs> There's a little bit of that. Is that what it yeah. is? As yeah. a community of women, we appreciate <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you employing Finally. this teen mom do just you trying think, to make it by. Do you think it is because we do talk? A lot about you know, like you talk about your husband, and Rudy talks a lot about his daughter. I talk constantly about my family. Do you think that women just like the fact that there's kind of a family element, and we actually talk about loving one another? I think that's just, I think that everything you're saying is is probably in place. I think um, I, I've said this before, and I'll say this again. I think that you are somebody women feel more comfortable coming up to than men do. There's no doubt about that. That's been my whole life. So even if men did recognize you. And I'm sure we skew male. Um, maybe we do. I don't actually know that. I don't, I don't know, know why either. I said that. I, I am so know. sorry. I'm just so used to coming from a classic rock like right, background. Right. So that's why I said that. And I'm like, wait, well, I have, actually have no idea on this show. But anyways, I, I bet you that you people, women would feel more comfortable. Obviously, they do. You had one come up and kiss you on the mouth. I hope I, did. oh, We didn't get the gender on that one, though. So it was I a should, woman. Okay, yeah, was that a was woman. a lot of assumptions I she made. She was very, very sweet. Huge fan of you guys. Huge fan of the show. I think women can see through the, like, because you have, um, and I have it too, 
We have a little bit of resting bitch face. Yeah, I, yeah, I've, I've come to understand that. Yep, yes. and that's fine. We're not, <laughs> we're not shaming that. I, um, it's fine. But uh, I don't think sometimes men can see through that as like you're just at a place of rest in your face. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. I think sometimes men would feel a little like, can I go up to him? And I think women see past all that, and they're yeah. just like, yeah, maybe. Tom! They were very, very, very sweet. They really were. There's a sixth sense that women have about non-threatening. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Because like, there was an Instagram influencer that I had worked for before I came onto this show, and she's got she's beautiful, hundreds of thousands of followers, and we would have to go shoot videos and do pictures and stuff. And she would always be wearing something very, you know, skimpy. And her boyfriend one time was like, "Is is it cool that this guy is just hanging out like in the bedroom while you're getting changed?" And she's like, "Oh, what." Rudy? Uh, Rudy's more like a brother. He's totally not threatening. I would never have sex with him. Like, don't worry. I'm like, this is not a compliment, you guys. That in. I'm like, this is not a compliment. Could you stop talking about this? You're like, if I had the chance, yeah. I would. I'd never have sex with that guy. He's Forget pretty it. much a eunuch. Yes. Honest to God. Oh, nice thing to say. But you know what's so funny is I actually think of that as a huge compliment. Well, it is, actually. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I feel that way about you, but not because you're not, I mean... I don't mean to be rude, but you are a very attractive guy, but you have good boundaries. You've never been like, we, we, you and I have never been weird with each other. I would never, and I, I look at it as a huge compliment, um, but I understand how that kind of kills your vibe yeah. of like. I was like, yeah, don't worry about it, man. I'll never have <laughs> sex with your girl, yeah, ever. You I don't go. even think it works. <laughs> um, we did get a message from Stephanie. Um, she said, shout out to Tom. Great chatting with you last night, and thanks for the beer. I'm the one who kissed you. She was, yeah, Stephanie. What a sweetheart of a woman. Oh, well, she is cool. just Well, thanks, Stephanie. You're listening already. But no, it was so nice of all of you. But, uh, well, Stephanie probably noticed this, that literally eight of the ten people that came up and talked to me and recognized me, which I don't even know how they do when I'm wearing a hat, but some, most people can't. But, yeah, you all, Stephanie, you all were so wonderful last night. Very, very pleasant. And thank God we have you listening to us. She goes, I'm the one that kissed you. She wanted to claim you. You're very funny stuff. I'm the one that kissed you. We have to take a break because Sandy is coming up next. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. He created the Giza Dream Sheets, the bed sheets, of course. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM.
What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from radio ads to streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Let me know when Sandy's ready to go. That'd be good. Should be good to go. Uh... I can't see him. He doesn't put his video up. Oh, for Christ's sake, Sansevier, you sugar tit. All the way. Why don't you put your, I want to look in your lovely Italian eyes. <laughs> unlike you, I didn't, uh, you know, gussy up. I just roll out of bed about oh, 15 years ago. So what, you big baby? All right, I'll well, give you, you put one a quick up. look and then it's going off again. Okay, let me, let me Let's see. Let's see. Let's hold on a second. Wait a second. Here we How go. Do do this? Sandy, on, right, Sandy on camera. Three. Two. Two. There. Oh, oh, it's a little blurry, Bob. I uh, got to be honest. I, honestly, you. I don't know why that's like that. Bob, we're going to work on my camera. We're going to get kicked off of YouTube for that. What's your problem? <laughs> what Bob? the hell is Bob, that? I'm an orb. That's what it is. Does that butt have eyes? What is that? <laughs> you should get that checked out. <clears throat> yeah, you really what should. What the heck is wrong? Well, that's, uh, I guess that's another reason why I don't use the camera. I bet you the camera is like shoved up against a wall somewhere. It no, is. it's not. We'll work on that. Sorry. Just, okay, just colonoscopy. Yep. Yeah, there you go. That's you what got it a looks polyp. like. There. All right. That, that, that's a better looking orb. You're a wonderful man. There's no question uh-huh. about it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it, what's great about it is that the young people listening learned a lesson that you can't trust Italians. So that's good. Yeah. It's true. Hey, I know why all those women came up to you. 
Why? Because they find you quite fetching. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. That's what I ran by Catherine last night, and she went, yeah, sure, that's it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bob Sansevier Sports brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. i got to tell you something about you, our buddy, not just your buddy, but our buddy, Michael Bryant. Okay, Bob? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Catherine and I have been watching the show. I just happened upon it one day st- watching streaming. I-, I didn't know anything about it. I never heard of it. But I thought, oh, it looks like it might be kind of interesting. It's a Canadian show by a guy named Brent Butt. Uh, he wrote it, stars in it, produced it, did everything with it. It's hilarious. And when you watch that show, because it's from, it goes back, I think, all the way to about 2000, something like that, or maybe close to it. You will see so many shows that that show inspired, you ain't going to believe it. Corner Gas is one of the funniest shows going right now. And it literally did open the door for a lot of co- different kinds of comedy. Like, I'm serious. Schitt's Creek was definitely inspired by Corner Gas. There's no doubt about it. Aww. No question. So I tell Michael Bryant about it. We're talking about it. He goes, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. He calls me last night. This is three days ago that I, uh, I told him about it. Three days ago. Or yeah. Catherine actually is the one that told him about it. Okay? Three days ago. He's already watched the first four seasons. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He's already watched the first four seasons of a six-season show. Does Michael Bryant have more hours in the day than us? I don't think he sleeps well. I don't think he does either because, <clears throat> no. like, first off, like, if you want a lawyer, you go to him. He will text you back immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Imme- anything yep. I have, he'll just be like, boop. And then he's like traveling all over the all place. All the time, yeah. And then how did he? I can't even watch a show a night, and here he is. <laughs> like how? I, I get it. You know, I don't want to get off the screen here, but I'm trying to figure. I'm. Th- I think there are like 16 episodes per season, too. Maybe even 18, but I might be wrong about that. But that means he's watched 64 of them in three days, 20 uh, a day. How? He has the constitution of a vampire. I mean, he does never sleep. He's, I you don't get know. text from him in the middle of the night. I know. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. When I was on the morning show, he'd randomly be like, hey, send something out at like 4 a.m. And I was yep. always like, why are you up? It's true. Rudy's staring at something in there. What are you staring at? Oh, no, I'm just uh, just taking a look at the uh, Vikings draft picks. I know Bob at some point was going to bring it up. Picks. I haven't uh, Good. I haven't Good. gotten myself, uh, you know, I don't have the information on it. I don't want to look like an idiot. So, a Wide receiver? But wide out, yeah. What do you mm-hmm. think, Bob? Well, Jordan, I'll tell you what Michael Bryan thinks because he texted me right <laughs> there after. There you go. There he is. Yeah. Small and slow. Would have gone D. Okay, he was the – I don't have a problem with this at all. I am a little uh, perplexed why they didn't go quarterback when Will Levis was there and this Hendon Hooker was there. Maybe they'll try to do something. They don't have a second-round pick, but it would mean packaging players and draft picks for next year to get into the second round for one of these guys. And by the way, don't ever – and you could say this every year – don't waste your time following mock drafts. Oh, yeah. When you look around, Mel yeah. Kuyper, who would essentially came up with the whole mock draft concept, he had Will Levis going fourth overall to the Colts. Oh. And the, the guy slid out of the first round. So, you know, maybe they don't think either one is the guy, but they better find somebody for 2024. As for Addison, I think it's a really good pick. 
they there were four guys, and you almost could have looked at it as threw them up in the air, and whatever uh, way it landed, it would have been fine to get uh, Jordan Addison as the first receiver, you know, or the second or the third in that group of four in a row. Here's the thing about him: he's very he doesn't drop the ball, and he is a terrific receiver. And he had a four four nine, but he. You know, the term he plays faster than that, he does, because he does get separation and he does get open. And he was a really good – when you have Justin Jefferson on the other side or on the field with him, this this kid's got to pick up a lot of receptions. Now, did any of you see him, what he was wearing when he came out on stage? No. Uh, it was a pink-flecked suit, had the thick white glasses on, sunglasses – and here's the one thing. I mean, he said he opened up his jacket. One guy, Zay Flowers, opened up. It was photos of his family, right, Aww. inside his jacket. Uh, inside the jacket of Vikings pick Jordan Addison was dollar bills and money, and he said on stage, let's go get paid. Oh, God. So that's the one thing you worry a little bit about. There you go. Right. Well, who was flamboyant. What was a quarterback's name that had a suit made out of dollar bills or $50 bills? Remember that suit? Oh, yeah. Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper, yeah, that's right. He would wear them after games. Yeah. You know, when he'd show up. Suit made of money. He just got throttled. He's got his dollar bill jacket on. God, it was ridiculous. See, who are the people advising these, you know, these players? That I have no problem with the way he plays, but I maybe a little concerned with, you know, the whole let's go get paid. I know. Well, money, 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 money. That's all they ever see on TV and that's all they ever see in politics. So that's all people care about is you got to vote for me and I'll give you some money. That's what they he, care about. Now I'm guessing he probably wishes he got drafted by a team in more a more marketable city. Yeah. You know, because this is not known. How often over the years have you seen Vikings players in national ads? Hardly ever. You, no, you really don't. So, if he gets paid, you know he'll get paid what you would get paid for being the 23rd pick. It's pretty ob. I mean, there's not like a, any. Well, I'll make a deal. I'll get the best deal in the draft. It doesn't work that way. It's all slotted. He's so. gonna look great in that suit at Pizza Ranch, right, Bob? <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, Rudy, can you call it up and show them and let them see it? Are you, do you share the same screen? Oh, actually, yeah, I can show that. Give me two seconds. Yeah, I can. What are we you looking do have at to now? See the suit. The suit that he wore. Oh, that the guy last night. Suit. Yeah, Jordan Addison. Now, and he also, I mean, he's. People, some people think that he's, you know, he's not small. I mean, he's he's not gigantic, but he's, you know, he's he's probably over six foot in the right pair of shoes. He's listed at five eleven, which oh. means he's probably about five nine. But you know, he's he's uh, one, he's not thick either, one hundred seventy three pounds. But it doesn't matter if he gets open, which he did in college, and he makes catches, which he did in college. He's going to be fine. He's not going to be a washout. Do you know, what pisses there are guys me off, that are, Bob? but I don't think he will be. You know, what pisses me off. What? I was wondering where my suit went, and now I know. Oh, you're looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at the suit he stole from me. Look at that <laughs> suit. That thing is bright pink, baby. That's a bright pink oh. uh, suit. Yeah, and he added, and the glasses are the finishing touch. 
Oh, yeah, there are the glasses. I'm looking at them right now. Really a good look, no question. I think the suit actually is sharp. <laughs> well, there's one picture That's that what I, I'm saying. I don't have it on that screen. I have another picture on this one I can't show you guys, but it's him standing like in front of the uh, step and repeat, and he's got his suit open, and on the uh, inside are the all the dollar bills. Oh, there's a and shock. And I can't find that photo for some reason. Well, I think, I mean, besides the dollar bill part, I think his suit is quite sharp. Well, what was funny is Melissa uh, Stark is the woman who interviews him after, the, you know, after they get picked. Mm-hmm. She had the same, basically the same color pink on. Look, looks like they were going to the prom. <laughs> That's hilarious. So who drafted him? The Vikings. That's We drafted him? <laughs> Oh, I thought you heard oh, me. Yeah, that's Jesus. your pick. Oh, no. Oh, I just didn't bring him up because of his suit. Oh, no. Another one that the Vikings, well, hopefully he's a superstar because I guarantee he's a pain in the ass. That I can guarantee you. Well, yes, he could. But he's not going to come in here being the star. No, he's not. You know, that's very, not and that's with Justin why. Jefferson. Let me ask you a question about that, Bob. If you're yeah. Justin Jefferson, you go, you, you brought this guy that I'm not enough. You need this guy too. Oh, they do need. No, no. This is a. I know they do. The but whole theory is a good one because it will take some heat off of him. Actually, it'll open things up. I hope so. Potentially more for Justin Jefferson. But I have seen it before when somebody's the star running back or the star quarterback or the star wide receiver, and you bring in another supposed star. They don't like that very much. They just don't handle it well. Well, he's going to get, he being Justin Jefferson, he will get paid. You know, he's no, going he to will. make yeah, huge right. dough. He'll probably get more money than any wide receiver in the league, so he doesn't have to worry about that. And they'll give him, you know, the whole team is going to give him a lot of love. Yeah, that's good. What, what's funny is uh, three, four minutes before the draft, they went to the Vikings draft room, and Ziggy's walking around like he, you know, they had their pick taken away. And you're wondering, what is going on? What is you know, it? but then they're all happy afterwards. So I, I don't understand why he he may not have liked the pick. He may have wanted a quarterback. Yeah, and again, I'm yeah. just wondering if that's what he was thinking. It, quarterback would have made sense in that pick, but if they don't like either of these two top guys, la- well, there's other quarterbacks, but Hendon Hooker and Will Levis taking either one of there, it would have been a huge pick and celebrated locally. Here, I think I really think the the people are divided. I happen to think he's going to be good. The suit aside, other people think it's a terrible pick. You know, oh, that he, but so he, he some can of them play. Do. There's no question. All right, I'm following your lead on this, Bob. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know, the we have also have to. I actually like the fact that Quasi Adolfo Mensa, the GM, didn't trade the pick. You know, right, to stockpile right. more picks. So that tells you he really did like him, and you know they didn't. But again, the quarterback, I. I if you're a Vikings fan, you have to go through the most of the day here hoping he could put together a deal, but it will involve giving away draft picks next year because you don't have much to give away this year. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is where Dalvin Cook comes into play. They yeah. can find a team that would take him to yep. or some other guys with you know that are going to hurt your are still hurting your salary cap. And he is so been, it, it it's not done. He did not have a good year last year either. No, no, he didn't. And they gave good money to uh, Alexander Madison to stay. Right. So they're got, this will be, if Cook is here, and I don't think he will be, it will be more of a split backfield situation. All right, so, Sandy, another brilliant report. Uh, it's good to see you, Bob. You uh, and, and it's, oh, your twins, by the way. They, uh, 
kick. They didn't do too bad. Seven one. Seven and one kicking Kansas City's ass. Good. Glad to see it. Oh, and uh, you want so do you want me to Kristen Burt best ever? There you go. <laughs> That's right. There it is. She's laughing right now. You want to say hi to Kristen? Sure. Kristen, hi, Kristen how are you? Hey, uh, did you do you did you see the Foreman movie yet? Because I do want to see it. Am I wasting my time? It's good. I think it could have been better. I mean, oh. it gives you like it gives you the story in a very simplistic way. I don't think it, it could have done a little bit more of a deep dive. But I'd watch right. it if you're looking for something to do this weekend. Right. Now, one Tom, if I could ask you one last question. Tom was swarmed by women last night, and I think it's because <laughs> they find him quite fetching. Yeah, do you agree there with you that? Go. Of course Tom is fetching. Uh-huh. See? Nice Told try. You. Nice try from both of you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> now, Meanwhile. I need to hear about this, uh, the women swarming you. Well, we- I, I can see, Tom, I'm sorry, but I can see Brittany, and I said you're fetching. She's got her hand in her sh- chin in her hand. She does. She's she got her chin in her hand. Oh, my God. I already God. got an email that I can't wait to tell you about. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, then I'm going. I'll see you guys Bye, later. Bye, Bob. Love you. Um, that, uh, it's my theory about men not coming up to you. Tom, who's a big listener of our show, said, mm-hmm. let Tommy know I saw him at Grandparents' Day and chose not to kiss him on the lips. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. See? Yeah, we were over at uh, the kids' school. I'm going again today. That was Fawny's day yesterday, and today is Sage's day. We're going yep. to that again. Well, that's Tom. Thank you very much. Very nice of you. Um, there's a, we, we have a couple of sports guys on the show. They come on in the, in the third hour of the show, Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad from Score North, which is on the Hubbard network, right? Mm-hmm. So I tend to support my my workers like you know Rudy we talk about where he's going to appear and what's going to be going on and what he's got going and Brittany's too boring so we don't talk about her I just but... ask for money I don't need support <laughs> just give... I just I just steal money. your diet Pepsis so I went to support them back you know I was backstage I, I walking through the place the place was packed and I mean you couldn't have gotten another person in that in that bar and it's a huge bar how cool is that it is really great that it happened but the interesting thing, and maybe we'll get your take on this, of the 10 people I did talk to that came up and said hello, eight of them were women. Do you think that's unusual? No, why would it be unusual? Well, I mean, I've always been kind of known as a classic rock guy, a big sports guy, kind of a guy-guy deal. Maybe I've lost the touch. Is that what it is? I don't, but obviously you haven't lost your ladies' touch. I don't know. When we're, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> touch. It was funny, and I and I talked about it on the show. I said one of them even kissed me goodbye on the lips, and oh. so Stephanie's oh. she she writes in for you. That was me, Tom. I was like, oh, okay. Well, to Thank be you. to be fair, we actually have audio of one of the women from last night. Well, here we Tom, go. you're so handsome. <laughs> That's one of the women right there. Could we hear her voice again? Tom, you're so handsome. Yeah, there, there it is right there. <laughs> she has got a little, I think she's got a sore throat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's yeah. what it is, yeah. yeah. And an Adam's apple, but also a sore and throat. And an Adam's yes. apple, yeah. Also, I love that, like, Catherine and I are so the same person because... Well, you are. Well, God. because... She's, you were like, well, all these women came up to me and kissed me on lips. He's, she's like, good for you. That's great. Like, that would be the same way I respond to my husband. Oh, absolutely it would be. No <laughs> like, question. Wow. I'm, I hope that, yeah, that's great. So, Christian, hope that works out for you. <laughs> yeah, right? Kristen, I have one of those lives where I have my wife, my daughter, Brittany, and a couple other women run my whole life. That's, I get no say in anything. Just here, Tom, 
here's your lunch bag. <laughs> Go make some money. <laughs> Go make some money or, or what the hell ever it is. That's good. It's Isn't something. That the right way? The women control it all, and you go off and do the work. Well, you know, it's interesting about that, though, and we talked about that as well, that I was raised by women, my older sisters and my mother, and mostly, you know, a lot of times, not mostly, but a lot of times by my sisters because my mom was at work. So I've always depended on women for support. Isn't that That's kind of interesting, isn't it? That's actually great. It, it is great you, for me. In the modern world, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's why, you know, we, we get a laugh. Well, Rudy, one of the first times we ever talked about, you know, listeners and all that stuff, he said some guy claimed that I was a misogynist. How the hell would you ever come to the conclusion that I'm a misogynist? I like women much more than I like men. I mean, <laughs> you make it's not even... jokes, but we just throw it right back at you. Well, exactly. So... I make jokes with you. It okay. means I like you. If I don't joke with you, it means I don't like it. Like, if I'm always nice to you, I don't like you. <laughs> That's just how it is, right? A lot of people yeah, are like I'm, that. I'm aren't used they? to it. I've had like 11, 12 years of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's crap. Thank I know. You. you know, I have to say, I loved Catherine on Twitter when she was talking about you seeing Cocaine Bear. She called you Sir Crab a lot. <laughs> Sir oh, Crab a lot. Oh, and I meant to drop that yesterday. I thought such, that was fabulous. Such support I get from oh, that lovely no. woman. All the women in your life love you. No, oh, thank God. I love them back. There's no question about that. And I, it's not that I don't get along with guys, but it was. I thought it was kind of interesting. And and because the number was 8 out of 10 people, that's why I even know. Like, it would have been 50-50. I would have went, yeah, well, that's fine, whatever. I mean, it's not fine. It's not that it's not fine anyway. I just found it really interesting that if I'm supposed to be this crabby, hard-shell, anti-this and anti-that, why not? Women always respond. I kind of like a dad. It's not a. It's not a guy thing. It's more like a dad thing, I think. Does that make sense? I'm to telling you, you I, I. I think women can see through your fake crabbiness when you have your. <laughs> not Catherine, apparently, Sir Crab. A lot. Oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, but like I think that there's, you know, we talked about that, like that when your face is at rest and you're kind of walking in a straight line. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many times. People have tasked me with giving you news. Like, hey, and I'm like, we go tell Tom this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, what? And I don't get, you know, I don't get, you you and I have bickered back and forth for over 10 years. Yeah. 10 years at 15, 12, whatever it is. And so it's like just funny to me where I'm like, yeah, even people will be like, what's Tom really like? And I'm like, he's Tom. He's Tom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, well, has he ever? Well, no. What do you, you know what I mean? Like, it's just funny. So I think it's, I think women see through your facade of big, we see bad, your soft angry. center. Mm. The soft center. That's from my mother and my sisters. Heart. <laughs> That's where it came from, my mother and my sisters. There's no question about it. So we did see Cocaine Bear. It was funny. There's no question about that. And then uh, we've been watching, uh, was it The Mayor of Kingstown? Is that the name of it? Yes, with Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. That is a, is there anything that Taylor Sheridan's not writing? Does he write everything <laughs> now? a lot. Oh I'm, I'm hearing God. that there's, you know, especially where there's been with Yellowstone, like, is Kevin Costner coming right, back? Right, right. I'm hearing that there's a lot of um, egos being, heads being butted. No. And that's why we haven't seen <laughs> Kevin Costner, like, quickly sign on the dotted line to go and get that second half of season five made. But, you know, and Taylor's under a lot of pressure because right. he's essentially carrying Paramount Plus on his back right yep. now. Yep. There's no doubt about it. And look, I like them both, to tell you the truth. Kevin Costner used to come on the morning show about once a year. Really nice guy. Really tremendously nice guy. But behind the scenes, challenging. Yeah. yeah oh, really? 
Yes. Oh, yes. So like, has it has like a reputation. I think he's a perfectionist. <laughs> he's someone who also is a director and a writer. So, you know, he's going to have that eye that, you know, yeah. just an actor isn't going to necessarily have. And I think that it's Yellowstone's a tough show to make. And Ke Kevin Costner has ideas. Taylor Sheridan has ideas. And they don't always match. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to be able to work that out, do you think? They are trying, but right yeah. now, I mean, yeah. this was supposed to already be coming our way, you know, in the next couple of months. They keep on saying fall. At this point, they have not shot a single scene for oh. the second half of oh. season five. I have a feeling it's going to bleed into 2024 at this point. Do you think they will come because they've done, what, 1883 and 1923? Do you think they will because it was a year that, that Kennedy was assassinated? Do you think they'll go with the 1963? Just those 40-year gaps? I hope so, honestly. I do too. It's such a it's a it's a year that's like rich with history. Um, even just besides the historical event with President Kennedy, right? You also the fashions, the music, yep. the political, the civil unrest. I mean, there's so much there that I think that is uh, a perfect way to sort of you know do that 40 year gap all the time. And if you see the pattern. It's likely there. That's what I'm thinking is that next going to be 1963 because it did change the United States. There's no doubt about that. The My mom talks years. about that a lot. She goes, I always think about, because she was a kid when, when Kennedy was assassinated. And she goes, mm -hmm. I always think about what our world would have been like had he lived. Boy, I'll tell you a quick one. And I won't say the kid's name, even though I do remember his name. We're sitting at St. Anne's School in the seventh grade in 1963 because it was announced that he had been shot and we're sitting in class and the nun, I won't even say her name because I don't, you know, she walks in the room and she goes, boys and girls, I have an announcement to make and, you know, it's going to be tough to hear. The president, uh, President Kennedy has died and one of the kids cheered. <gasps> you cheered a Catholic president being assassinated in a Catholic school? That didn't go over too well, no. I'll tell you that. I, you know, I don't care who I voted for. I would not cheer any president getting no. assassinated. I don't care who it is. It's not great for the country, period. Let me put it this way. She had a pretty good right hand. <laughs> Wham! Slapped him right across the face. I, something you could never do anymore. There's no But I will never forget him cheering that Kennedy, a Catholic president, had been assassinated. <laughs> it's really interesting because I grew Man. up in Massachusetts. And, you know, it... The lore of the Kennedys growing up there still oh, yeah. exists. Oh yeah, yeah. You you feel like the president presence of the Kennedys at all all times, and they're considered you know I mean local personalities, but I, you have your own version of like Camelot within Massachusetts. It's fascinating. Well, that's one of the reasons I like to hang out on Palm Beach once in a while because it's the only place in the United States that ever kicked the entire Kennedy family off the island and told them <laughs> not to come back. <laughs> that, Don't do it. <laughs> that's fascinating. Well, Ted used to drop his pants over at uh, one of the bars over there all the time. It's a great restaurant. It's changed its name, of course. But he would literally also just drop his pants right in the restaurant. And like, then take home half of the female clientele with him that night. That's pretty much it, from what I understand. Yes. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> now that he's no longer with us. I know you're only in seventh grade, but how do you come to the decision that it's a good idea to cheer the death of a Catholic president in a Catholic school? 
You learn something at home. Well, to be fair, there was actually Lyndon Johnson's grandson who cheered. So. Oh, it was. Okay. So very he's happy. president. Yes. Very happy about that. Oh, yeah. that he was president mm-hmm. and everything's much better. Mm-hmm. No question. Remember what uh, Johnson used to do, by the way? Uh, do you know about this story? What he huh. would do when he would meet with people huh. in the Oval Office? He would always go to the bathroom. Always, apparently, from what I've been told people. You know this story, Rudy? I don't, but I heard he was a son of a bitch. Oh, what yeah. an asshole. He would literally, uh, uh, fellas, just stay seated right here. I'll, I'll be right back. I'm just going to run to the bathroom real quickly. He would go in, be in there for like 10 minutes. He would come out and summon everyone to look at the turd he left <gasps> in the toilet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wow. He would be HR now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you might be right. Is he the president that had all those tapes that they recorded of him, like... Oh, talking smack about people? And, like, also just, like, really embarrassing. I know this is, like, bad because I'm sure we all... Whatever, but it was like, yeah, the inseam of my pants busted again. I need to... Like, it was just like... (laughs) Oh, about his... You're talking about his wiener, you mean? Yes. All the time. Yes, and, like, talking about, like... It was, like, so weird, the obsession he had with it. A big, uh, big obsession with his penis. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I'd heard. Never met the man myself, but, you know, that's the way it goes. The only thing I remember about Don... uh, President Johnson, as he decided, it would be a good idea for people receiving welfare for the father not to be allowed in the house. You're defeating the exact reason there is welfare, you dumb son of a bitch. You support the whole family until they rise up and we're all still together. By taking dad out, you made it worse. Isn't that amazing that people do things like that? Crazy. How stupid are they? So what else is coming up, Kristen? Cheer me up now. Now that I'm well, pissed okay, off at Lyndon this, I think this is kind of interesting. This is right up your alley because you're always like, what's happening with movies? What's happening with the theaters? Right. A national Research Group did this fascinating study on Hollywood and superstars. I mean, we're talking about movie stars. And they asked people, who do you want to watch in the theater? Who do you most want to watch in the theater? So just like, who would be the first person to get you guys to go to a theater? Uh, Marlon Brando. Does that count? Okay. No. He has to be, he <laughs> he has she to be has to be alive right now. He or she, God, who would... There are a lot of really good actors right now. There's no question about it. Who would it be? Do you guys know? Because I can't, off the top of my head, come up with one person because there are a lot of people that I really like. But there's got to be, like, one person you're like, they've got a new movie. I don't care whether it's a comedy or a drama. I'm going. There are... And I can't think of them. I know there are, but I cannot think of See, them I right now. I don't think I have somebody like I that. Do. Like... I know there are people where I'm happy they're in movies. Like, I'm excited that Margot Robbie is in the Barbie movie because I love Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. But would I go to – I don't think I'm a, one of those fans that would go to any one – like, if there's not an actor or an actress where I'm like, no matter the content, I'm going to go. Oh, I thought of somebody. Who? And now I forgot his name again. Damn it. What the hell's his name? Older, <laughs> Rudy? <laughs> older British actor. What the hell's his name again? Oh, Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins, that's exactly right. All right. I love him. I think he's a magnificent actor. Uh, had him on the show once on the telephone. Was very soft-spoken. Very, uh, Did you uh, serve him Chianti and Fava Beans? <laughs> and Fava Beans, exactly. <laughs> that's a hell of a movie right there. <clears throat> but yeah, I would guess Anthony Hopkins, I think, would be okay, somebody so like Anthony that. Anthony Hopkins, Margot Robbie, maybe. Uh, Rudy, how about you? Uh, real quick, I just wanted to bring up Anthony Hopkins. Have you ever seen him in Proof with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes. The movie sucked. That's the only movie I've ever watched yeah. him in where I'm like, ah, I can't. That's I can't interesting do it. you bring that up. Yeah, yeah, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I was looking up some Lyndon Johnson stuff. You're talking about people that you have to go see in a film? Yeah. Uh, oh, Tom Cruise. 
Yeah, he's yeah, number yeah, one. Okay, so here's the thing: he is number one on the list. So, but the big problem with this list is there Hollywood's not cranking out movie stars anymore because everybody in the top twenty is over the age of forty at this point. Actually, Chris Hemsworth is the only one; he's turning forty this year. So here's ready. I'm gonna get my glasses on so I can read this. Tom Cruise, The Rock is number two. Tom Hanks, Brad Pitt, Denzel Washington, Julia Roberts. Will Smith, Leonardo DiCaprio, um, you've got Johnny Depp, Kevin Hart, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds, Adam Sandler, Harrison Ford, uh, George Clooney. I mean, you're looking at this list. Everybody is Robert Downey Jr., Angelina Jolie, Morgan Freeman, and Chris Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. So the point of the study is they're realizing that that Hollywood has not created movie stars no. basically in the last 15 years. And yep. that's kind of right around the age of social media. Mm -hmm. And it has changed the game for the movie theaters. Yep. And you look at some of the, like the Gen Z stars, um, like Zendaya and Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet, they fall way further down on the list. So theater owners, studios should be taking a hard look at this and, and realizing that they need to not only just craft movie stars, but find unique movies for them to star in. Because if you go to uh, Julie Roberts, she became famous because of Pretty Woman. Yeah. You know, you look at these movies, Tom Cruise, maybe it was, I mean, he had a lot of like, you know, Top Gun obviously was a unique property at the time. Like the movies that are going to make stars break out in Hollywood, they're not doing that anymore. Can I mention somebody who's, who died a long time ago, but when she was alive, I would never miss a movie Audrey Hepburn was in. Oh, she, she was, was phenomenal. God, what a talent. You know, she spoke six or seven languages. Did you know that? I did. She's very smart. She was very a UN ambassador woman. before celebrities thought it was cool to be a UN ambassador. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, she was brilliant. Keanu Reeves, I really liked too. You mentioned him. You know, Keanu Reeves, again, he's been on the show a few times, just a really nice guy. If people come on and they tend to be very nice, but not in a phony way, I just became a fan, you know? Keanu's considered like the nicest man in Hollywood. Very nice guy. Terrifically nice. Matter of fact, we had a guy making fun of him during one of the calls, and he thought it was hilarious. He's got a great attitude. It was mm -hmm. the chucker, of course. What a shock. The, chuck <laughs> the chucker went after Keanu Reeves. Well, and if anyone remembers, earlier this year, Matthew Perry came out with a memoir. It might have even been late last right. year. And he made fun of Keanu Reeves. Yep. He's just announced that when the paperback version comes out, he's taking out that comment. Good. Because he said, because I think it was Chris Farley died. And he's like, of all people, like, why did it have to be Chris Farley? Why couldn't it have been Keanu oh, Reeves? And you're like, not even yeah, funny. See? Like, everybody loves Keanu. Mm -hmm. It's not funny about anybody, though. You I wish you had died. died. Really? What an a-hole. Yeah, well, exactly. Everyone, you know, all of a sudden you go, oh, that's Matthew Perry in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. You crabby bastard. All right, well, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. See you all on Monday. Thank you, my dear. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Bird. Is it okay that I call her my dear? I know I, I didn't even realize I was doing that. But now that I've been doing it so much, I think I'm just going to continue to do it. What do you think? I think it's perfect. Because a lot of times, oh, you can't, you don't know her, you can't say that to her. It's like, shut up. You'll be fine. Can we start punching people in the solar plexus again? Nope. We Why can. not? not um, uh, one of our listeners says Jeremy Renner is on his list. Phenomenal. Of, Jeremy Renner um, is terrific. And that was Howard. Kim said J Jason Statham. 
she doesn't care. She likes anything he does. Yeah. Um, and then if we said, if you Google Johnson and bunghole, there's a great clip on YouTube of President Johnson ordering a pair of pants. He said he needs to cover his <laughs> yeah, bunghole. I, 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 that's what I found. That's the rabbit hole uh, you yeah, were in? I yeah. Will, uh, I'll play that for you guys, but we got to go to break first. Yeah. We'll play we that totally for the break. Absolutely yeah. right. We'll come. We'll begin the next hour with bunghole talk. Yep. <laughs> she goes, yep. Well, I'm in. We'll, we'll be right back. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tom here. Why should your business work with my friends at North American Banking Company? Here's Minnesota hockey legend Winnie Brown of OS Hockey. North American Banking Company has really allowed our business to grow over the years because whenever we have a question, we have the convenience of being able to walk in or we know exactly who to call to get things done. To learn more about North American Banking Company, go to nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com or visit any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are bad. Man, did we burn through that first hour? Holy Hannah. Killing it. Mm -hmm. That went by very, very quickly. This show does go by very quickly for me, though. It doesn't drag. I, it's this last break feel like it ticked by because I was very excited about the bunghole news. Oh, yes, that's right. We've got bunghole. <laughs> what is that now? What is it? So this is uh, LBJ. He's on the phone ordering slacks from Hager Slacks. Oh, God. There you go. I need about six pairs for summer wear. Uh, another thing with crotch down where your nuts hang is always <laughs> a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me an inch that I can let out there uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. But uh, uh, when I gain a little weight, they cut me under there. So leave me. Uh, you never do have much margin there. Let's see if you can't leave me about an inch from the, where the zipper in. Uh, in uh, around uh, under my back of my bunghole. What? So now be sure you got the best zippers in them. These are good that I have. And uh, if you get those to me, I would sure be grateful. Uh, where would you like to spend, please? White House. The White House, maybe heard of it. White House, jeez. Like, Let me tell you, it rides up my bunghole. It's, like, what? So I heard that actually, it was so funny. The first time I heard what that you, that oops, sorry, was on NPR. They were playing all these tapes, and I was dying laughing. And then... Um, can you imagine having such disrespect for somebody you burp straight in the receiver of the phone? What a prick. That is so, like, that is, I cannot imagine. I, if, that's just so bad. I had always heard what, he was a terrible person. I don't know, you guys hear that same thing, that Johnson was not yeah. a great guy? Oh, yeah, I mean. 
<laughs> what did he mean? You got to do something with the back of my bunghole. What? What? Wouldn't that be your tailbone? It feels like I'm riding a fence. Wire fence. Time. Wire yeah. fence. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can even hear the guy on the other end of the phone. He's like, "Yep. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Like, just get me off the phone with this <laughs> jerk." <laughs> Where That's do I get them sent? True. The White House. The White House, of course. Let me. Uh, yeah, good thing. I know. Like, I cannot imagine having so much just casual disrespect for somebody. I burp straight in the receiver. Although, I had a friend and he never did it in your face. He told you he was going to do it. Yeah. He could burp for so long, he could use his burp as a voice. Interesting. I, he would go like, I was downstairs yesterday. And he'd be burping the whole time. I, that is. I'm so bad. It's so funny that you Man. just said the word burp because usually like there's two things I'm bad at is fake fart sounds and fake burp sounds. And so whenever I it. like fart, like that's my version. That's it. Fart. You can't just put your lips together and blow? You can't do that? But that sounds like a fart though. You can't do that. Fart. No. Get your lips moving. I'll work on it. Right now. Now no. I'm not doing any more of the show until you not, can do a fart sound. I will not make our listeners listen to me practice making fake I fart. I said we will. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry. See, there you go. That's all you need to hear right there. That's how you get it done right there, sister. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Who's who that black comedian again that was phenomenal at doing sound effects? Uh, there was Michael Winslow. Michael was, Winslow. Yeah. That's exactly um, what I'm talking yeah, about. From yeah. Po- that Police guy. Academy. Police Academy. Man. Yeah. Beep, boop, bop, beep, boop. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> he was really good at that. Where'd he go? Did he disappear? He's a uh, stand-up. Really? Oh, he does do stand-up. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he does like, you know, he'll do a brewery like in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Oh, he's, I bet people get a kick out of it. Yeah, he's not selling out no. Zanies in Nashville or anything. Right. But, you know, right. people dig him. It's nostalgic. The yeah. Midwest yeah. loves him. Absolutely, yep. yeah. I don't know if I'd want to see like a whole set, but like a clip would be. Fi- I'd be fine with. Mm-hmm. He does some interesting sound effects. There's no doubt about that. No question. When's your next deal? Get now. You go. Are you going out of town for a few days? Or are you doing a fr- just Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, it'll be so. The next gig I have in town, I'm doing what's called Don't Tell Comedy. Mm-hmm. So you buy tickets, but they don't tell you who is headlining and who is going to be where oh, the okay. show is going to be. So they've had people like Michael Shea. They've had Chad Daniels. They always get Fine. some big names. So I'm going to be opening that show. That's May 12th, the Friday before Mother's Day. Are we allowed to tell people that you're opening? I can say that it's don't tell comedy because people have to go and buy the tickets, but you don't know who and where it is until the day of the show. Like, do we know it's going to be just like in Minneapolis? Yes, it'll be in Minneapolis. Yeah, there's like five or six different spots that they have. But uh, but I have that. And then after that is May 19th and 20th. I'll be in Oklahoma City opening for Adam Carolla. And is that Friday and Saturday? Yep, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Okay, so are you going to be on that Friday or do you have to leave? Yeah, so I won't be on that Friday. I have to leave that day. So we had AJ covering for us. AJ! I've decided, uh, so there's been a lot of, Rudy's been kind of killing it this week. And so I've decided I'm going to start sabotaging him. Good, good he's idea. He's getting a little too big for us. <laughs> and that's decided. problematic because I like Rudy on this show quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I, so I need to start, I'm going to start sending Corolla emails. I'm going to figure it out. Like, I'm sure it's just like me at Corolla.com. I'll figure it out. Sure. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and sabotaging him because he's been, everything he's been doing this week is like, he edits our videos. He's, uh, uh, Eggert heard him on a commercial uh, yesterday and sent us a text. Like, he's. Well, he's always, that's his job. He's getting, he's, he's getting too big for us and I'm scared he's going to leave us. 
What is well, wrong with you? I got, a, I got a contract with Hubbard that says yes. I ain't going anywhere. All so. right, good to know. I'm here for a while. So I won't sabotage you? Is that what you're no, saying? please okay. don't. All right, fine. What a mental case you are. I was going to start He's online slander. I know. Why do you do that? Because I'm, work, I'm working on it. Because you're a disaster. I want us to keep Rudy. He's well, opening for Corolla. He'll be fine. So good. That's I, a that's good great. thing. That's great. How is that negative? He's flying too close to the sun. He's, oh, for grace sake. We can't yeah. lose him. <laughs> okay, whatever. Don't worry. I've been sabotaging you all this whole time, too. That's all you've ever done, to tell you the truth. <laughs> this is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.